Well, hello. Welcome to this episode of LARPing Live. I'm your host, Risky Krisky, recorded as always from the local Mantres Bar and Grill. I'm in the second stall from the left, as you can smell. Had a big ass word of carnitas earlier, and if you could bring some matches in here, that'd be excellent. On with the show. Okay, and welcome to LARPing Live. I'm your quote-unquote host, even though I'm just talking into my phone on my back porch. Risky Krisky. I, uh, I'm on Instagram. The only reason I say that now is that's how I got connected with the gentleman you have uh, the pleasure of listening to, whether you're listening to it this evening or you waited a couple days and you're making me panic because I have no views on it or Whatever. So thanks for that if you're waiting, but we're glad you're here. I got a guest today, Johnny Rico. Johnny, how are you doing, buddy? I am living the dream. How are you? Risky, risky. I'm doing good. I can't complain, man. Enjoying the humidity, the pre uh, or the post rain humidity here on my back porch in North Carolina. But I got a back porch, so I can't complain. All right. So today's episode, we're talking about tribe. Johnny, what is what is tribe to you? What is that? What do you what do you think of when I say tribe? Thinking about it as your family, like having an extended family. So your friends, your immediate family, your nuclear family. That is pretty much what I think of a tribe. So you guys are not blood related, but you're a family. Yeah. So like in the context of uh LARPing, right? Um, the homies. The homies. So how, um, I guess one of the things we want to get and address here is how does one find a tribe, right? How do you, how do you make it work um, as a team, as a group, all those personalities, you know, what kind of personalities you might need or what to avoid that, all that stuff. So I would like to hopefully get a little bit more clarity for everybody out there because I know you probably have too. I get a shit ton of questions on where do I meet people or I've tried XYZ at, to no avail or left a bad taste in my mouth. You know, no homo, right? <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. Do you get those kind of questions a lot? A lot of time I get questions about joining the NCA and if there, if that, if there's a chapter in their state, if it's the not NCA. North Carolina. Yes. Can you explain to everybody what uh, the NCA is? Um, it is a, it's called the New Conservatives of America. It is a organization. I say organization loosely. It's pretty much more of an ideal and some ideas. And uh, pretty much it's just, uh, so there's like every state, you could start your own chapter if you wanted to join the NCA. You just have to talk to me or a different chapter leader. And anyway, it is just a, an organization where you can train with other like-minded individuals. And there's some requirements that you have to meet before you can actually join. The requirements are really simple. You just have to agree with, with what's on the website. And the website has like different things like the Nassim Creed. If you're a Christian, you're at least 18 years old. And there's like different parts of it. You can be a woman too, but we really haven't uh, delved into that part. So... If you want to start that, that's cool, but it's mostly just like your state 
And then once you find that your state in the NCA, then you can go from there. I kind of explained it really poorly, but you did not. Because so every state, uh, what I you know. what I have seen with the NCA stuff, uh, and a lot of this on Instagram. So go, I'll put the links and everything in the description. Go check out Johnny on Instagram, and um, you'll see. You know, go look at the followers and everything like that. You'll see the NCA stuff, and look for yourself. Right? We're not. This isn't an ad for them. Um, this is. That's that's a that's a group or a, a I, I'm putting air quotes up a place if you will, uh, where you can go find a tribe. And today in 2020, in the summer of 2020, um, early is it summer? Going into summer, right? 2022, um, like-minded, God-fearing Christian people that just want to go train. And you, you can avoid the glowy bullshit and everything like that, right? Where it's everyone wants to be there. It's not anything that's going out and taking action. It's nothing like that. Not the big M word we try to avoid to say, right? Uh, it's, just, it's just the homies, right? So if you need to find homies out there, it's, everyone is vetted, right? So it's a good thing. And we'll get, in, we'll get into sort of the meat and potatoes of what that entails but leave it at this i found a good tribe within them right and i've looked other places to no avail some good guys and gals i haven't seen any gals but i'm sure there are um okay so tell me a little bit about yourself man like i met you on instagram um I knew back and forth through a few people. Like I, I saw some posts and I was like, okay, this guy's legit. I can see kind of he tr- he's doing this training and that. He's meeting up with other guys. They look pretty squared away. Um, and then, um, so you're in the military right now? Yep. I've been in for almost five years now. Okay. Now, are you, um, wh- what do you do in the, in the, are you in the Army or Air Force? Nope. Where I'm in the Air Force. I'm a one Charlie one, which is air traffic control. And yeah, I bet Talk you have to be one smart dude to get into that. Uh, like bypass the infantryman ASVAB <laughs> scores. Yeah. You got to get that 99 ASVAB score. <laughs> oh man. No, that's pretty cool, dude. What's um? so you, am I assuming, right? That's like, you're like an on the ground sort of version of like a, a guy in a tower at a civilian airport. You know, same exact concept, just slightly different because we only work military jets. That's cool. So what's like, is there a certain jet or like an air crew type that you like communicating with or working and dealing with? Uh, like a favorite? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I like fighter jets because oh, yeah, they're fast. Cool. Have you had any interactions or anything like the F-35s? I mean, I'm assuming you probably have. Um, yes, I've worked 35s, 22s. A-10s, tons of different helicopters, Russian helicopters, um, mm-hmm. civilian aircraft, pretty much everything you could think of, except for like the supers. But okay, so I can't let I can't let it go be glossed over. You said Russian helicopters. Yes. How's that work? So, uh, my last TUI, they had two Russian helicopters. I think they're actually they're Russian made, but they're like Ukrainian or something. I don't really know, honestly. Um, I'll probably post a picture on my Instagram of them, but they're just, uh, they're contracted out or something. 
just so the uh, I guess they were training some other helo pilots on how to fly them for some reason. Yeah, but for all the weirdos listening that are going to critique it, uh, it was so TDY. Can you explain TDY for those non-military folks? Um, basically, you just get tasked to go somewhere. Usually, it could be even close to you, but it could be far away. So, like, I went to California. So, so it's, it's like just, it's temporary uh, duty change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It stands for temporary duty something. I don't fucking know. Oh, temporary deployment. That's what it is. But oh yeah, so you can you can go anywhere, right? You can, it could be a real deployment, uh, training deployment. It's just you're stationed at X and you got to go to Y. Doesn't matter where Y is. It's just not at X. Yep, and you're just pretty, most of the time. I think it's just training. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, that's pretty cool, man. So uh, yeah, th- I like that. And you know what? Just before even talking about the tribe, right? I'm kind of skipping over, you know, your background. But you that personality type at face value on a you know, let's say on a on a piece of paper, air traffic controller, right? Probably cool, calm, and collected. A lot of the time, at least on the radio, right? If I mean, right there, boom. That's probably something a tribe may benefit from. Would I be wrong in saying that? Not. I know you don't want to toot your own horn and everything, but like just boom. Yep. So what I've seen with training with other dudes is like you could tell who's comfortable on radio or not. Because even with like working with other branches, there's some dudes who are not comfortable with working on the radio. And they stutter a lot. They don't know what to exactly say. There's a lot of dead air. So, like me, I do it every day, so I'm used to it. Like, I don't have the dead air and stuff like that. So, I guess it's a good skill to have, being able to communicate well on the radio. Because stuff happens, You miscommunication happens a lot. I know uh, in the first responder world, it's like sort of, a, you. it's a running joke in a way of like the guys who are bad at the radio. It's like everyone in the truck looks at each other when that one captain comes on or or, or, and in the fire side one of the more obviously if you're in danger being on the radio panicking and everything can be a problem but sizing up a fire right you show up uh engine such and such i got uh on scene i've got fire showing through the first floor we're going to attack mode or, or whatever pull the ladder around back something along those lines and you'll hear guys screaming right they'll be clicking in and out and it's like hey this you're your job, you don't get excited if you're the trash man and you turn the corner and there's trash cans. That's your job. You're the firefighter. You turn the corner, there's a fire. Guess what? That's your job. You got to have radio proficiency if your job is to be on a radio. Would you agree? Agreed. Yeah. So uh, that is something if you are a first responder, you probably just got, you just shit your pants a little bit or you laughed or you're like, he's saying it again. I heard that yesterday, right? You hear it all the time. If you're not, Take that analogy and run with it. Um, it's a good one. So what got you into wanting to go into the military? Originally, I, straight out of high school, I wanted to be a ranger. But my parents didn't want me to join the military. They didn't want, they said I was, quote, too smart to be a grunt. But here I fucking am, a fucking grunt. And therefore, if you really consider that a grunt. Grunt, I mean enlisted. So they sent me to college. Didn't work out, and you're in. So, I think that's probably the story of a lot of people's lives in the Air Force. Uh, you're too smart. Do not do that. <laughs> you could have <laughs> more air conditioning. You know, think with your head. I think there's something to be said about that. We, you know, we joke and, and everything, but 
There's something to be said about, said about working harder or uh, smarter, not harder. I like to backpedal real quick. And the reason why I didn't join the army after college because my buddy, my best friend, was in the army. Told me not to fucking join the army. So he didn't. <laughs> That's the only reason why I didn't join the army. Well, I mean, if he's your buddy, yes. Solid yeah, he's a smart man. <laughs> he didn't want to live the, you know, blood, guts, sex, and danger. That's the life of the Airborne Ranger. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty cool, though, man. I always used to really, really enjoy the Air Force dining facilities or defects um, when we were overseas. Like... Sometimes they wouldn't let you in. You're a little too dirty, right? They didn't like your guns being too big. But it was, <laughs> I mean, they're making everything. They got steaks. Mm. It's the life. Okay, so I'm getting off talking about food. Can you tell I'm hungry? Um, so is there anything you think would be critical or pertinent for people to know about your childhood or, you know, time early on in the military or leading up to that has affected the tribe stuff or do you think we're good as far as you know background um kind of i guess i in the early on in my career i was really i was really hard on myself a lot with training because it's pretty hard once it's, it's pretty hard to become atc because you're constantly learning so. every day so like eight to ten hours a day you're learning your job and every week you would get tested and like tons of items. You'd have to memorize phraseology, memorize all these regulations and stuff. And I'm a, I was a perfectionist. I feel like I still am sometimes. And then I guess it was just me come to the realization. I don't need to be a perfectionist all the time and understanding that we do make mistakes, but not allowing those mistakes to dictate who you are as a person and just learning and just, getting better so kind of it relates to now it kind of helped me grow as a person in training and stuff but beyond that no i mean besides talking on the radio like it doesn't really it i guess it what i'm trying to get at is it helped me develop discipline oh yeah well there's something to be said about failing forward right get up keep failing because you're going to learn if nothing else you're going to learn the right and the wrong way to do the job or do whatever it is you're, you're failing forward of. Um, I, yeah, I could imagine you'd learn a lot of discipline by setting that bar to level of perfect. As somebody who has had radio, had to deal with radios professionally, um, or speak on them, rather, that's almost an impossible bar to set. It more or less is impossible. I mean, it's, it is impossible because it's perfect, but like, Everybody fucks something up on the radio or waits yeah. too long or steps over somebody's voice or whatever. So uh, learning, learning to let that go. And like you said, don't let it define you. That's how, you know, those failures, what we mean by that, especially if you guys are younger listening to this, this could be critical sidebar of the whole thing. And I'm glad we went here, right? Um, <clears throat> Allowing yourself to make mistakes and then being humble and accepting, hey, okay, I fucked that up, or I'm not good at this, or, you know, I'm still good enough to do what I have to do, or this is still good enough. 
it's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. But if you always say I'm waiting for the perfect time or when I have it perfect, you're never going to be ready to do it. And you're going to hinder yourself instead of if you were just to go out there. There, there was a saying in my old job. Um, if they, I think this is real. They took people with like clay and they said, OK, these groupings of people, they like cut the class in half. You will you will um, practice. You'll never practice. Right. If you'll have one chance and do it slowly, right, to make the perfect, like, pot, right? And so they gave them all the time they wanted and said, make the perfect pot. And then they had another class, and they said, okay, y'all are going to practice making pots for, like, weeks. And they just made shit, trash, horrible pots. And they said, okay, now just make another one. And at the end of that time, they were making pots, like, perfect in comparison, right? So they, their failure and experience and just doing it over and over and over again, even if it wasn't perfect, created a better product in the end. Um, so that, and I take that in doing this, like I, it's why I didn't put out podcasts or make YouTube videos a decade ago because I wanted it to be perfect. And I realized it's not going to ever be fucking perfect. Go look at Grand Thumb's first videos. Not, I'm not ragging on him, but they're just a guy in a camera shooting, a, you know, it's just random YouTube stuff and look at him now. And he's in the air force. Hey, look at that. Okay. He never responded to my email. He never responded. Maybe I just talk. I, maybe I should stop messaging him like 40 or 50 times a day. <laughs> you mean I, I shouldn't email him on global? Him you don't respond? do that? I keep texting I him. Not. I send him my number. Dude, text me. Text me <laughs> when you're in the area. He doesn't ever respond. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're currently in the service, right? And you're doing your thing. And you still find time to... Uh, to get out there and train, I'd say more than a lot of guys who may be in active combat arms jobs. I don't know how you feel about me saying that, but I feel comfortable saying that as a former combat arms active guy. How do you do it? Where do you find all the time to do it, Johnny? Discipline. Don't waste fucking time watching Netflix. Or yeah, whatever you do, honestly, set a time like, like I'm a, I'm a dry fire for thirty minutes with my pistol. Or I'm a dry fire today for thirty minutes with my carbine. But Stuff I like don't that. have, just... but I don't have my new nickel boron bolt carrier group in, and I don't think I can practice until I get it in because it won't run the same way, Johnny. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> have you seen the new fucking killer, you know, mystery movie on Netflix? What? Yeah. That's what half these fucking people out there are doing, posting pictures. They're, they're avoiding going and doing the dry fire training. They're waiting on parts. They're waiting on their gun to be perfect. I only got iron sights. This one doesn't have a light yet, right? doesn't matter. Just fucking put your hands on it. I think I confused you there with my sarcasm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what's on Netflix right now. I have, I'm half a margarita in, so I didn't think it was yeah, good. No, we're good. I got time. <laughs> so pretty much, if you care about, actually, I don't want to say this in a demeaning way, but as a man, you should be able to defend yourself and defend your family. That be it, either with your hands, with a weapon, etc. So if you actually care about your family, you should be making time to train. Even that's dry firing, fucking how to start a fire, like setting your rock up and actually rocking with that shit. And making sure your gear is good to go. Like, make time for it. 
Because if not, you're just a liability for yourself Dude, and your family. How about if if now, today, what is the date today? Let me look at my phone. Oh, shit. Let's drop that. Okay, yeah. So <clears throat> May 16th, we just had the, sh- the shooting in Buffalo, New York, right, at the grocery store. If you right. haven't seen that video, y'all who are listening to this, and you're sitting there saying, oh, man, I'm good. I don't need to do the dry fire practice or whatever. That guy would have killed you. He probably would have killed me. And if you think, oh, I'm good, those people are out there actively killing people. You have to train as much or more than them. Be more proficient than that. That You have to take your mind out of the normalcy bias or saying, you know, how, how deep, for the listeners, are you willing to take your mind and going to a brutal victory? Because until you go to the worst possible, most violent extremes in your mind, you won't know what the enemy is capable of. So you won't train to that extreme. So train to the extreme of there's a guy who trains as much or more as an active duty soldier, uh, as, you know, as like a ranger, right? Some guy who just has money or, you know, has a fucking mental illness and is staying at home and does nothing except watch fucking videos and do dry runs in his basement, right? You have to train to be better than that guy. I mean, what happens if the real boog that I don't, you know, I'd say that jokingly, whatever you want to call it, kicks off. Do you think the other people are not going to want to live that are fighting you, whoever they are? They're going to want to live and they're going to not want to just be running around on easy mode as the zombies in the open. They're going to, they're going to fucking cap you when you're peeking your head around, right? You're not going to see where they were or you're not going to ever see it coming or hear it coming because it took all of a few seconds for this dude to get inside and shoot. He was shooting through the glass. So the threat's real, whether, whether people want to accept it or believe it or not. And then the, to take that and say, hey, I'm just going to train or I'm just going to own a gun, but I'm not going to train to a, the highest level I'm capable of or have the ability to, I think that's the wrong answer. I think if there's one thing you should, people should take out of this is train to your highest level that you can possibly attain with the time and ability and resources you have. Otherwise, you're selling your family short and your own self short. All right. So, tribe. How um, how does one how does one approach being in a tribe if they don't have, you know, let's say they just moved to an area, they don't have any friends, right? Maybe they're older, they're not on social media, right? Their son-in-law gave them this podcast, and they say, "Here, Dad, fucking find." You can find someone. How do how do you go out and find guys? Well, if there isn't anything that you know of that's organized around you, as in something like what I'm a part of, then I would start with your coworkers. Maybe, maybe you can find some dude that you're solid with. Like, hey, let's go, let's go train, or let's go do something. Next, I'd probably try your church. If you go to church, you should be going to church. And then thirdly, if you don't have social media, then you should probably be trying the local gun range. Hopefully it's not a FUD one, but... You gotta love the FUD ranges. Those are like um, the only things I could really 
attest to if you don't have social media. Right. Um, so, are, do you have any red flags? Like, if if you were to tell somebody, hey, here's how you approach and find guys, right? And they say, okay, well, so I got X, Y, and Z persons. Um, how does somebody determine, hey, this, or do they even need to be worried about, this person is trying to entrap me because they're potentially a federal agent or group of federal agents, right? Because that's what I'm concerned with when I go talk to dudes or they're DMing me, hey, let's train. Hey, what's your address, right? What, you know, I'm like, what the fuck do you want this for? Are you a glowy, right? Is this a setup? Um, how, how does somebody avoid that shit? You really can't avoid it. It's inevitable. You can, uh, you can practice, uh, not practice really, but you can ask questions. Like if your gut tells you like, Hey, this is weird. Just don't invite them. Don't, don't talk to them. But beyond that, if you don't get that feeling, that gut feeling, your gut's usually right. So if you don't get the gut feeling. Gut's a good one. Yeah. So usually with a kind of vetting, you just, Ask them questions. I usually ask. Number one question I ask, are you a Christian? And we might go on a tangent about this later, but the biggest thing about asking that question as a fellow Christian is then if they are a Christian and practicing one, they do, they most likely share the same morality as me. And when you share the same morality, you have that bond and it's, you guys can agree on that and morality is the basis of that bond, if that makes sense. It does. And, you know, if you are a Christian or, you know, God fearing in general, then just take it as a, take it for what it is that there's an overwhelming number of glowies trying to entrap people like us. So once you just accept that and say, either I sit in this bubble and I never talk to anyone because they're all glowies or I pray about it, and then, you know, these guys feel right. They say they're Christians or whatever. Pray about it. If the Spirit says, you know, if the, I say say, right, all the people who are not Christians are going to comment. He's speaking to you? Like, come on now. Uh, if, you, if you get moved by the Holy Spirit and say, hey, I think this is probably what is calling, yeah, go with that. That's why that's sort of the number one top most important basis for all of this as far as we're concerned. And I hope it is for you listening, right? Because if you base it off of that, then guess what? It almost doesn't matter if they're a glowy or not, because it means you're in the right spot. Maybe maybe it's your turn to give them the, the good news, right? Or whatever. Not saying you want to put yourself in a bad spot, but if the Lord is putting you there, then maybe that's where you should be. That's all. Right. So the next thing I would ask if they say yes, cool, we share something in common. Then I would ask, um, or at least 18 because then they can have a firearm more than likely if they're not a felon. Anyway, I'm not going to ask them if they're a felon. That's not my fucking, I don't really, that's not me to ask. So, um, so once I ask that and they say, yes, I'm at least 18 years old, then I generally would ask, why do you want to train with other people? Why do you want to join a tribe? And then most of like the answers I'm kind of looking for, and this is probably given away, but like, like I want to 
I want to be a better man. I want to protect my family. I want to protect my country. I want to protect my way of life of being a Christian. Stuff like that. It's like general answers I'm kind of looking for. But everything's it's it's going to differ between everyone. It's not going to be the same. And it's I I'm looking forward to make sure it's not like a copy and paste, like just some generic answer like that. I would be like, okay, yeah, that's kind of weird. Why would you say that? Well, uh, one sort of approach I feel like is obvious, but just remember this. If anyone's asking to do illegal shit, that is a red flag, right? Nobody that really is about this life for the right reasons is out there doing illegal shit. Because that's not what we don't, that's not what we do, right? So if they're asking, a big thing is, the whole pistol braces, the, hey, what's, what are we doing? When are we going to actually go do stuff, right? Where are we going? If they're just balls to the wall, gung-ho, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And it's not, let's go to the woods and hang out and train and get good at bushcraft and talk about, you know, how we can raise homesteads and be self-sufficient for our families and our neighbors. It's probably a huge red flag. Hey, show me pictures of your pistol. Oh, hey, you should get a foregrip on it. <laughs> like, come on. They're out there. They do it. And I'm not saying all of them are because probably just guys who think it's a safe space. The Internet is not safe. Do not talk to anything to anyone unless you're face-to-face with them if you're uncertain about it. That should be a given. Should be a given. Nothing over text messages, anything like that, or, or electronic stuff. And anyone asking you... Um, that should be a huge red flag. I would have, I would run the other way from that. But you don't owe it to anyone. You owe it to yourself to protect yourself and your friends and your family. Yeah. So if you don't, like I said, the gut feeling, if this is really weird. Just block them. Don't talk to them. Simple as that. I think uh, it's important to. Would you agree? Let me ask you this. Would you agree it's important to? find guys who lift you up and are training at maybe a a high level or higher level than you are so that you rise to the top, you know, with them? Uh, Yes, because training with yes men is not going to make you a better fighter or anything, better at anything. You want to surround yourself with people who are better than you so you can not leash off of them, but learn from them. So it's like a mutual thing because I might be better at this one thing you might be better at something else and mutually we can teach each other how to become better at that thing. That's a huge, that should be a huge gut check to a lot of the combat vet, um, combat arms type individuals out there because something, this is dead ass serious. I'm going to have, I'm going to have another guest on at some point and they're an active duty infantryman. And we've already talked about this. They don't train it's it's very bad the level in which they're training and i'm not saying all of them every unit's different but it's just it's pathetic and those are the i'm not saying him specifically or those guys specifically but in general these combat arms dudes who have you know the beating their chest talking people down or i'm this i'm that they typically don't want to look and take any advice or or even recognize other guys who are let's say quote unquote pogues or like not infantrymen or non-combat people or just civilians in general we find that a lot of times they don't like civilians training to this kind of at all so you know understand 
if you're that guy, I'm coming from a similar experience. And that's where that maturity comes in, right? The, you live and learn. You don't know what you don't know. There's so this being what, what I like to call a minute man. And I don't know if you would identify with that or not. I do. That's kind of the term I use. Um, I, it's such a wide, broad, encompassing uh, trade that or not trade uh, skill set that you have to you just have to cast that net so wide. It's going to be impossible that you're going to be the subject matter expert in everything. So guess who by nature are not combat infantry seal astronaut rangers, right? Air traffic controllers. Yet I damn well know you can teach me a shit ton about communicating and then aircraft identification, their capabilities, all that. 100%. So if you can give me that, and then I see, hey, you're, pu- you're putting forth an effort in training. Why wouldn't that be a natural match made in heaven, right, for a, a team to rise, right? So don't discount people. There's so many things that are civilian heavy skills or super specific that are never taught or instilled in combat guys or combat grunts, if you will. It has to be, that knowledge has to be attained somewhere. So I know that's just a random rant, but like we got to be open arms. Somebody's there for the right reasons, or if you're, if you're discounting somebody, maybe check yourself for a minute and just see what they have to offer. Because odds are, if they're reaching out and speaking that way to you, the uh, grunt or the, the, you know, hardcore, whatever you are, maybe they want to offer you something of value. Maybe they didn't, it took some courage for them to tell that you that or whatever, right? So just position of being humble is always good. Because let's face it, if you are that army ranger with 10 deployments or, or you're a, whatever, you could be a literal, you could be an infantry or you could be a, like an artilleryman in the National Guard and you have the most experience at anyone in your group, right? Or you could be literally an ex-CAD guy. You could be Del- an ex-Delta Force dude with the same mindset. And how is anyone going to be better than you? It's, they're just not. So you at, in those scenarios... You got to just understand, hey, I don't know everything. I'm, I'm the expert in this, this, and this. And if somebody shows up and they're, they're unsafe or whatever, you got to correct it. You got to correct it. Because that's the main thing I've seen in these other groups. Not, um, not NCA and, and anything you're putting up, Johnny. But, you know, you talk about these big name ones, Oath Keeper types, right? That sort of large of a group. Safety is is uh, overlooked. The skill sets are overlooked, and it's kind of cringeworthy a lot of times. Not all the time, but enough to where it drove me the opposite direction. So be on the lookout for that cringe, fud stuff. That's typically a Ray Epps indicator from afar. But, um, yeah. So, sorry. I'm doing most of the talking here. I'm going to shut up and let you talk. So, uh how, how does one, so I get in, I get in, right? I see these guys. Hey, we started talking. 
Um, do I need to go prove myself to them out the gate? How should I approach it, right? Do I need to go out there and, and show them my split times and have my kit perfect? Or is it, you know, do I have to wait till I got nods and a windy, Team Windy bump helmet before I can go out and hang out in the woods with my friends that have nods? Or are they going to just shit talk me and everything? You could literally have zero kit. And as long as you're putting the effort to show up, that is leaps and bounds above other dudes who have tons of kit or tons of guns. It's all it's almost about... like you're saying the real life experience and training trumps the gear. Exactly. Yeah, who would have thought that one? Who would have thought that? You could well, have the shittiest fucking AR, shittiest fucking gear, like Condor gear or something. I don't even care. But you're showing up, you're putting in 99% more work than the dudes who just talk about the stuff they have and what ammo they're running or, or what new holographic site they bought for their rifle. As long as you're fucking showing up or contrib- contributing to the chat, then you're doing, you're, you're above everyone in my eyes. And that's how I feel about, yeah. I think that's excellent. Like, <clears throat> don't, like, and that's where that humility and just being, just understand, like, you're going to, you're, you're going to have to throw yourself out there at some point if you're looking to get into a tribe. Um, you're going to have to at some point cross that threshold of saying, I'm no longer just going to sit here. I'm going to actively go do something because we need more of that. The guys who talk the most smack and they're the ones who train the least. It's just like, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. And you don't need, like you said, if you find some guys who are going out and training, odds are in your favor that they have extra chest rigs or an extra rifle or something. I know Absolutely. as a guy with extras, I would, would and do give them out, you know, when we go train. Because I can only use one. That's the best way to have it, too. If you got extra gear, don't – so – Someone's afraid of not going out, not really afraid, but worried that they can't train because they don't have anything or they're missing something. Then having the extra gear, like uniforms, like I've given uniforms to dudes to wear. We're given like, like we've had dudes share their play carriers or chest rigs or guns even and helmets. So don't wear uniforms. So you, so let's go there, right? Uh, do we need uniforms? Do we need everyone to be in the same color or, you know, what have you? To be taken seriously, unit cohesion, IFF, PID. And so, yes, I say yes. You would need it depending on what you're doing. Now, if you're doing low-vis, blah, 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 probably not going to be wearing a uniform. But I digress. So, yeah, I, I would say yes. Having a uniform is important. And looking professional is even more important. Don't look like, uh, I can't remember, was it that Vice video of this, the militia group training? And they're oh all wearing God. Marpat. Yeah. Whatever, that's fine. Or uh, what do you call it? Woodland Marpat. It's fine. But literally what they're doing was just terrible training. And they just look fucking stupid. <laughs> Don't, that is, I mean, they, we're all they're a target stupid, of opportunity but... for a trained enemy. Yes. An easy they don't look the part. Like, what they, what's it called? Uh, look for the or 
dress it for the job you want, not what you're not for the job you're you qualified have. for. Or yeah, you know. just because we're out here doing a hit piece on you as the Tennessee militia in the woods, as the rednecks, it would help if y'all were a little bit better prepared for this, right? Yeah, then people would take you seriously. I mean, think about that. That that is, and here's the best. I can already hear him now. Take you seriously? Who's gonna? Who are you looking to have take you seriously? Uh, I don't know. The whole reason you're training, if shit goes down, the people that are trying to kill you potentially. <laughs> like, it's not. It, it might seem ludicrous to some people, but it's like you can't wait until whatever happens happens. You have to be good to go before then. Yep. And if you're not, and, like, you're a liability. Me and other dudes have in the NCF have had experiences. We're all in uniform. And seeing just random dudes out in the woods, they smile. We just smile back. They didn't say anything. Nope. Nothing happened. Just nice. They're probably like, oh, these guys are probably military dudes just training. That's honestly most of the time what they think, probably. But we looked professional. We didn't look like garbage. So well, that um, goes directly into the where of this. Like, where do you train? Where can we train? We don't, none of us have land, right? We all live in. I met all my dudes in the apartment complex and we, we shoot at the local indoor range. Like where can guys like that go and take their shit outside and hit the hills and the woods? Uh, we can, okay. We'll, we'll do legally and on the fringe legally. You can literally train in your backyard, in your house. Your friends can come over to your house. You guys could do that. Or if you're looking to go even farther, Depending on your state, us in North Carolina, we can go. Was it federal land or something? I can't remember. I know Uari. I think people go national parks. Yeah, if you're in a national yeah, it's park, a national federal. Yeah, and because North Carolina is an open carry state, you can carry firearms as long as you're not shooting them. You can carry firearms unless you're hunting. But I digress. So yeah, look so that you look. can LARP, and as long as your state allows open carry, and, and there's no uh, granted, we're not lawyers here. But that's how that's how it is in North Carolina, at least for us, the open carry. So as long as you can carry at the place that allows you to be on the property, we're not saying shooting. Right. But just carrying, practicing, maneuvering and walking and everything. You're not breaking any laws. Nope. And, uh, and it, what, we don't we don't have any but BLM land. I'm sure you could do whatever the fuck you want out there. And I would imagine and not that you're impersonating anyone. That's not the goal here. But aside effect of everyone having that professional trained mentality appearance presentation uniform odds are that the lay person is going to assume these are are professional what have you and i don't want to interfere with it at all so what are they gonna do call 911 no they're probably gonna be like let's fucking walk that way right that's probably all that's going to happen. And I'm not saying that to say, hey, you can get away with this. Like, it's just, it's reality, right? And that's actually good for, for people like us. Because we're not doing anything wrong anyway. So, it gives you less reason to get fucked with. Right. And Grant, so if you someone does see you and they're walking by you, like, say you guys are practicing patrolling down a path or something. And they come by, don't ignore them. Acknowledge them. Say, hey, how's it going? How's your day? Don't be a fucking dick. Because if you're gonna be a dick to someone or straight up ignore them, they're more than like, they're more likely to say something to someone else than if you were nice to them. So, and let's be real, this is a movement in which the public 
is not being presented good, positive vibes by anyone about people like us. So if you have an interaction, fucking do your best, whoever's listening, to make it a positive one with that other person. Because the last thing you need or I need is for a couple people to ruin it for everyone. And you glowies that are or not, are not listening, don't take and steal my idea and do a false flag and ruin it for everybody. Okay? You fucks. Hey, called it first. If it happens at a fucking national park, somebody listened to my podcast and uh, we called it here first. What, May 16th, 2022? Hasn't happened yet, right? So, you know, fuck. Forefront of my mind, man. Okay, so how often should... Or, or do you recommend or you find is, uh, is, is best to uh, meet up, right? How do you do it? Do you, is everyone, is there like a call? Is there a, a meeting place? Is it like an online thing? Do you do every so often you meet in person? You know, what have you found works? Uh, for like doing something together? Yeah, like you, you have a try. Let's say you're, you're, um, you start one, right? You start okay. a group. And you a training rotation or a meetup rotation. How do you how do you go about that? So the biggest problem that I've noticed, and I'm sure other people have noticed, who are in other tribes or start their own, is finding the time that everyone's scheduled uh, meets up. So finding the time that everyone can actually take time off work, take time whatever, if they're doing something. Duh. So playing it out at least a month out for the next exercise saying, Hey, on this date, we're going to do something. So make sure you're You don't even need to plan it out exactly what you're going to do. Just say, Hey, uh, make sure your schedule is clear for this day. And we're going to do something. We're going to organize and do an event. And I would say at least once a month, you guys should be doing something twice a month. If you're lucky, just because you need to keep that, keep it going, you know, keep people not just interested, but keeping the cohesion up, communicating you don't need to communicate every day but communicating like hey i can't go hey i'm gonna go hey something came up with my family like just don't just imagine it's like you're kind of like your spouse right or your family like hey this is going on um you don't need to explain them what's going on but sorry i kind of went on a tangent but back to finding um creating the event as i call them or an exercise like an itx or ftx whatever they call it marine corps army um, so just pretty much being as organized as you can. And, Sorry about the uh, siren in the back. Yeah. Now everyone knows I'm not at the Mexican restaurant in the stalls. Shit. <laughs> They're coming by. Oh. They heard the podcast. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but um, just organize it as best as you can. And write it down like, hey, this time we're going to show up here. And then we're going to do this, this, and this. We need to train on this. Make sure you have this gear. Make sure you have this amount of food, water, depending on what you're going to go do. And make it – don't waste everyone's time by your lack of organization. And you don't – even yourself, let's say you created like me, you don't need to be the one organizing. You can kind of delegate it to someone like, hey, it's your turn to – organize the event like what do you think we should work on like what do you want to work on specifically or i'll ask that like hey joe schmo what do you want to work on like what do you think we're lacking on like oh i want to work on hand signals okay cool we'll hit that what about you jimmy yeah so 
just asking what people need to work on and then organizing it. I, I mean, I'm going to be in a dead horse here, but organizing it, because if you don't organize it, it's like going to the range. You don't know what you're going to do or go to the gym. Like, eh, I might hit back today or I might, uh, I think I'm going to do legs when I get there. And then you fucking do chest or something. So make sure it's organized because you're just going to waste everyone's time. And time is valuable because it's really hard to get everyone to go to a single event. So in, in that, like, what would you recommend or some key points or, or subjects rather that tribes focus on in these meetups, right? Or can you, are there certain ones they can, let's say, do through like a, a group chat or like a group text or something like that? And then is there something that you would say, hey, he- focus heavy on this in person or, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's kind of like assigning someone homework. Like, hey, I need you to memorize all these hand signals. Here's a list of them. Here's the videos about them. Here is the Marine Corps. Uh, I don't even know what the hell it is. Is it the Rifle Squad handbook? One of the handbooks that shows all the different hand signals. Like, this is just an example. I need you to memorize all these so when we go out to the event, we're not sitting there fucking spending 30 minutes on, oh, I forgot what this means. I mean, you'll sometimes forget, but we don't want to have to go through all of them. So, um, like that, you can, I like to do like Friday all calls. If you're in the military, you probably know what that is. It's pretty much where everyone in your unit or squadron or, I don't even know what any other branches, but everyone would go and you talk to your commander and we just talk about what's going on, like what's going on with people's lives. Um, what's our next exercise here? What's, uh, stuff like that. So making sure you can have like a call on discord or Skype or something. And regularly touching base. Voice. Yeah. Touching base with everyone. Make sure they're still good to go with the exercise. A lot of times we do polls on telegram. So that's another good thing to do. Like what can you hit? Can you make these dates and we'll vote and like, okay, whoever gets the most votes for that date then we'll do it. So. Um, so you mentioned, you mentioned manuals and stuff. And so I, it reminded me, I think we talked about this on the phone. Um, it goes without saying there's a couple, but like the number, I think the number one that I, most people could agree on is like Ranger handbook. If you need a manual, you almost can't go wrong with that. It's not all encompassing, but as far as like infantry, bush, woods, maneuvering skills, it's, it's like the gold standard. Um, that being said, those USMC manuals, and I think you brought this point up, and it made me fucking laugh really hard. I, I'm holding it back right now. <laughs> uh, you said uh, they're really easy to read, and it's like, no shit. The joke is you can't fucking read. They eat crayons, right? So, like, of course <laughs> it has to be broken down to a toddler's level of understanding. And I joke, but, like, no, that's what you want. Uh, we, we have the confusion with these retards saying well-regulated militia. Uh, and they're thinking it means regulate how much they can carry and shit, as opposed to they just need to be good to go. Uh, yep. So if they would have dumbed that down, like the Marines dumbed down their manuals, there would be no fucking question. So check in if you if you are very new or you have an issue. <laughs> not ragging on the Marines for this one. If you like can't read well, right? Like check out the USMC manuals. Um, they dumb it down to where it's just it's blatantly clear what what the point of the maneuver is and, and what all the skills are needed or objectives rather. 
Um, and the good thing about the manuals, everyone has access to them. So, like, I could ask a Marine, I'm like, hey, can you explain this to me more? Or, or in the Ranger Handbook, hey, can you explain what this acronym means? Because they didn't tell me. It's like, there's a lot of acronyms in these manuals. So, try Googling it, it doesn't work. And just try asking, like, hey, can you clarify what this means? So, don't be afraid to ask other dudes questions about it. And that's that segues into the whole, like, well, not segues, but it ties into, like, the Instagram sort of, not culture, but there's a lot of us on Instagram. And that sort of is the new, not new thing, but, like, guys understand this. And if you are following the right people, you know, check out my channel. Check out or, or my Instagram. Check out Johnny's Instagram. You don't have to follow me. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking for numbers, right? The point is the, the knowledge. So, Look at some of the people we follow, the, the things we share, like my shit's public. You can look at all of the stuff on there. Um, you'll see there is a trend in, in redoing or representing the critical parts of manuals with graphics and breakdowns in Instagram posts with sometimes quick videos and all that. And it's excellent. It is excellent um, learning material. So if nothing else, create a fucking rando account. You don't have to put a picture in. Just follow some people, right? You don't even literally have to interact. You don't have. You don't even have to follow them. You know where to type. Go type it and check that out. If you only do it once a week, you don't even do it on your phone. You do it on your computer. But if you go and see this, it's literally done for you. And people like Johnny and myself and some other guys, um, I'll, I'll name drop them. Let's do it now, right? Longhouse Podcast, Coniferous Origins, Sam Culpepper. There's, what is it, the Nickest of Nicks guy. You got Stuck Pig Medical. There's a bunch of other ones. Can you think of any off the top of your head? I know I just kind of randomly went. Um, off, but if you're on Instagram right now on your phone, go check these people out. Uh, uh, it's going to help you greatly. The Partisan Physician? Yep, the Partisan uh, Physician Maine. I think that's it. Yeah, um, Wondering Who's Your One. Oh, he's a good one. How the fuck do you spell it? Uh, I'm one. looking through my chat right now. Uh, Orion Concept, or what's it called? Orion, Orion Concepts Orion is excellent. Concepts, yeah. Uh, what's another one? Holistic Solution Group. These are like big names. Um, what about uh, Blake Water? What's his? Uh, I can't remember the last numbers. Oh you man, know what I'm talking about. Oh wait, I found it. It's a uh, Blake Water zero three two six. Yeah, he's a good one. Uh, Brent zero, Brent o three three one. He's on YouTube. Follow him on uh, Instagram as well. Um, Redbeard Tactical. Redbeard Tactical. Is he the one that does he? Who's the guy who puts out the the reels and he's just close up on his face and he has a red beard? Is that him? No, he's that's like Blake he's Water. like episode twenty. That's Blake Water. Blake Water. Yeah, that one might be one of my favorite ones to follow. He breaks yeah. it down. He's just talking in these reels, and he's got like I think he's on in the twenties now, low to mid twenties, and the ones he's done, excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Um, cool. Okay, yeah. so. Another one I wanted to ask, the who. What are some skills or trades or backgrounds and maybe some personality traits or types that you would want or not want in your group? Do you have any that you could just easily think of? Mature. And I don't mean just because of your age, but being mature enough to understand that you don't know everything and you're being able to... So someone who's mature willing to learn i mean these are fucking basic but um most of the time like a lot of the dudes i look for like blue collared type dudes who fucking work like landscaping or 
I don't even know, but stuff like that, those kind of jobs, being a mechanic. So, like, dudes who are hands-on, they're pretty quick. I'm not going to lie, they're pretty quick at fucking learning stuff because they use their hands all the time. So People those are, are kind of just in quick. general. Yeah, athletic, because cause those dudes that use their hands all the time probably sweating a lot outside. And Yeah, they're not going to bitch about working shit. or rucking and stuff exactly. like that. Hell yeah. Obvious, the obvious ones, military people, uh, yeah. cops, first responders, um, anyone who carries a gun, somebody who hunts a lot, right? They might yeah. offer you a ton of stuff. Some of these old country boys out in the woods, man, I'm not from the country. I live out here now. I even started saying ain't from time to time. You'll hear me say that shit. Uh, that's new. Um, but I tell you what, I learned so much from these dudes out here hunting. I heard about this thing, dude. I know this is so random, but I just, I cannot not say it. Now I mentioned the hunters. I was like, I was always so curious, like, there's a city boy. I'm like, man, I need to learn how to skin an animal in case I kill, like, something happens, I kill one. How do I prep it, right? Like, a bird, or like a bird versus just a mammal or whatever. And uh, I had my buddy show me, and he's, like, talking about how you start the ass and everything. And I was like, ugh. Like, and then we, <laughs> butt out have you ever heard of this uh, i've seen i've seen it like you've seen the butt out <laughs> it's this tool it's like a butt like a butt plug and it rips everything out and it's like how you start it's like so fucking gross and i'm like man i'm so happy that i know dudes that are in my group that can hunt and prep these animals if shit goes down i don't want to be dealing with some animal ass and skinning the shit. It's disgusting to me. Like, I'll do it for survival. I can do it. Not what I want to do. I love eating it. Fuck, I'll eat all of it. But the a- the animal ass, the ass out, the butt out, I can't handle all that shit, man. <laughs> Fucking gross. <laughs> okay. Do you have – so, really, I don't I don't have any other things just based on moving forward. Where, where do you think this is all going? Uh, what is the future of this, like, tribes and – how do we make this bigger and better and maybe set our goals out of this park so that even if we fail, we fail high and we still accomplish more than we could have if we didn't set the bar high, right? Like, what do you, where do you, where do you see us going in the future or, or things we should be striving for? Should be striving for making those connections because like when I say connections, like becoming friends with dudes and finding your tribe because you're not going to survive by yourself. The lone wolf mentality is the mentality of death. So, yeah, it is. You're going to get your family killed if you're that kind of type. So, and if you're the one guy who's single and doing that, you know, maybe you can make it work, but that's not a life you necessarily may want to live. And you're never going to have anybody helping you. It's just going to be you. Yeah. Just because you're single doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to join a tribe. But, you are more susceptible to that lone wolf mentality because all you have to take care of is yourself. It's, it's going to be much easier for people to find tribe now than once whatever collapse or, or thing happens because nobody's going to want to trust anyone at that. You think people don't trust, you don't trust people now not to be cops or feds or bad. What happens when the shit goes down and you've seen people and you've seen things, right? You're not going to trust anyone. So much less a single loner guy that's athletic and has guns and shit. So if you're that guy, you're like, man, nobody's going to want me or I don't need them. Like everybody needs a strong set of shoulders and back and an extra rifle, an extra man to pull security at night. 
Everybody needs that. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to backpedal real quick. Uh, yeah, I just good. want to hit on uh, things you should be considering when you do create your own tribe or your tribe shouldn't have. So for I'll just list off things that we have. So having your own SOPs, don't share them with people not in your tribe. Okay. Um, having fitness standards, we have that. It doesn't have to be something fucking crazy, but it's important to me and ensuring that your dudes are actually fucking working out because you don't want some fat dude that's going to hold you back, you know. They're, they're fucking slow. They can't ruck. They can't carry their own shit. So that's something you have to consider. Um, As Garantham would say, if you're not fit, you're going to die. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just making sure everything's organized. Like, try to keep it as organized and neat as you can. Um, you get new dudes, like, hey, here's a doc. Here's what I expect of you. Like, here's our mission statement. This is what your uniforms are. This is the, the amount of gear you need. Not necessarily like, this exact play carrier you need, but you need like a play carrier, you need armor, you need a chest rig, you need a rifle, you know, at least a bump helmet or ballistic helmet, stuff like that. And and say like everyone's running like an AK, then we're like, all right, what AK are we going to run? Everyone needs a 7.62 AK. So then make sure everyone's got mags for it because you don't want to have, okay, this is kind of like logistics wise, it doesn't make sense for everyone to be running a different gun. So. As long as you're running the like, same ammo, that's probably is more important. But if you everyone's running AR, everyone's got AR mags. You can like share stuff and everything. Kind of it's not. It doesn't have to be, but it just makes things so much simpler. Yes. Yeah. So making it, I would say, make it a requirement that everyone has the platform that everyone's running, either an AR pro- platform, AK seven six two five four five platform. Doesn't mean they, they. It's it's okay if they have a different gun. They might show up with a different gun, but when shit happens, you should be running what would make sense. So ideally, right? So this is ideally. idealistically. If and and it goes back to what we said before. If you don't have a rifle, you don't have that. Don't let that deter you. And if you only have this, and the group you're with only has, you know, such and such, that shouldn't hinder that, right? So okay, cool. I will when I can afford it or whatever. We'll get that next platform if you really are motivated to do so and want to stay in that group, but don't let it be the reason you don't go out there and train and don't let that be the reason you don't let somebody come out and train with your tribe because they have an AK, right. And y'all all run ARs. That should not be the determining factor much quite the opposite. You should be pr- happy that they have a rifle and everything. Um, and looking at, at their heart more or less. And if, if you find someone's really committed, but they just don't have the money, then you guys could pull your money together and buy like uniforms or certain things. And maybe you hold on to that stuff and you just like, Hey, we bought this for him. We just want to make sure he's good to go. Like we'll give it to him when we meet up and stuff like that. So you can also do that, but just be careful <laughs> because sometimes they're probably not hundred percent if they're not actually buying the stuff you require. So, Oh yeah. If there's they're a way really squared away. All right. Well, unless you got anything, man, I think we really covered a lot. I'm happy with that. Nope. That's all I got. Hell yeah, man. Well, y'all feel free to uh, go in the description here and check out Johnny's Instagram page. I'll link that. It is Johnny Rico, period, V1. Is that correct? Correct. All right. Well, Johnny, you take it easy, brother. And all y'all, you got to look out for the next podcast. Yep. See ya.